0: It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story.
1: Out here in Colorado, we had a sex education bill that was passed. It was signed by the governor and put into law. I just can't believe what is happening to public education.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: We are now using policy that if you don't affirm something, that they use policy then to take away your businesses.
0: Today's current opinions and ideas.
1: Kids are just being bombarded with darkness.
0: Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: You know, we need to get back to letting our kids be kids.
2: Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Leslie, guess what today is.
3: It's hump day.
1: Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Indeed, it is hump day. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for listening. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I get to work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday to you, producer Steve.
4: Wonderful Wednesday, we call it. And you're getting a little bit too enthusiastic with that. (laughs)
1: it's hump day and actually producer steve you and i have been working diligently we're going to take a little bit of time off the team is going to take a little respite here uh right around labor day and we've been working diligently we've pre-recorded shows for all of you tomorrow which is thursday uh friday and next monday and tuesday and i tell you what these interviews are gold Uh, i mean there is uh, some pretty fabulous interviews uh producer steve
4: I would agree. Uh, As you know, you've seen the process. Uh, Sometimes I'm kind of running around like a chicken with the head cut off, but uh, what I've observed, what I've been able to absorb, it's, it's really good stuff.
1: Well, it is. And maybe I should give just a little. Well, actually, people should go to my website and sign up for the uh, newsletter. But let me just tell you, uh, tomorrow, Lisa Bennett, uh, we're going to be talking about election integrity and then great interview with Jay Davidson. So Lisa Bennett, hour one, Jay Davidson, hour two. On Friday, Dr. Mark McDonald, who uh, has his new book out is Freedom from Fear. He's a psychiatrist in Los Angeles. And uh, I again, just a great golden interview, and then Nicole Pearson, who is an attorney out in California, and she is representing a couple of different Latino moms whose uh, children, one was thirteen and one was five, got the jab at school without their permission. So connect that dot about the danger of school based health clinics and then on uh, Monday, uh labor did you want to weigh in on that, Steve?
4: Oh, I was standing by to make a comment about the Lisa Bennett one. Keep going.
1: Okay. And then on Monday, Bill Feder, you know him. He is um, uh, host the American Minute and Scott Powell. Uh, And, uh, and Scott has a new book out, Rediscovering America. And then Tuesday, Ben Martin on um, our Revolutionary War heroes, and then Dr. Douglas Grotice. So you talk about great shows. Those are all ready for all of you. Do not miss them.
4: It's like going to the all-star game. I mean, everybody (laughs) who's up is going to be good. Uh, Federer, he will always drop something awesome on you because of something that maybe you've just kind of taken for granted or never. Never knew why it is what it is, you know, in different things re, uh, related to Labor Day. But the Lisa Bennett one, if I can, you know, just give a little yes, bit do, away. Yes, do. It's, you know, you, you were talking about voting integrity and what has been discovered so far. I guess, you know, looking, examining further 2020, Right. Right. Well, okay, and you guys, I remember you vividly saying, I vividly remember you saying, uh, let's let's localize this in terms of Colorado. But in the last 10 minutes of that particular interview, she talks about something on the national level and basically says in the 2020 uh, general election, it was rigged. It was set for, for Hillary. What they did not anticipate was Trump getting so many votes. And the bottom line was, while they were all set to cheat... With the amount of votes that he got, they couldn't cheat enough without exposing themselves, and it went to Trump.
1: And I think that's why she was so mad. And I just want to make a comment, uh, because uh, Tina Peters has become kind of the poster. I mean, I mean, I, I could not believe it. I continue to get text messages that people are listening to other um um, talk show hosts or guests and how they've been beating up on Tina Peters and go away. And, and, um, and so they have made her this, this, um, kind of whipping boy, if you will, regarding election integrity instead of none of these, uh, other talk show hosts have actually, I I bet they've not read those Mesa County reports. And so, Uh, when we're talking about election integrity, she seems to be a face of it, but they have tried to discredit her and take your eyes off of what has, has actually happened. And the, the fact that in Colorado, uh, we have mail-in ballots that are all over the state and, uh, there's really no accountability for those and that you can legally harvest up to 10 ballots. We cannot take a look inside the tabulating machines. Jenna Griswold, uh, who did that ad with uh, Republican Wayne Williams, so if you think there's a uniparty here in Colorado, you can just take a look at that ad. And uh, uh, they assure you that there's secure and free elections when there's not. And she would not, if there was no there there regarding the tabulation machines, why not actually do the hand recounts? So there's that problem. And so the fact that, uh, and I continue to have people text me, say, oh, they're, they're beating up on Tina Peters over here and over here. And people that I'm pretty surprised on doing that as well, instead of saying, there is a problem here and we need to fix that problem, Steve. So this interview with Lisa Bennett is super important.
4: It is. And, you know, anytime the topic of Jenna Griswold comes up, think about it. Her boss, you know who her boss is. He's got his eyes on the White House. And if he, you know, obviously, if he wins in November, gets a second term, that's just another step towards the White House. So with that kind of pressure on her to make sure that what's going on here in our voting system, the quote unquote gold standard, you know, let's make sure that nothing gets out of control here, Jenna.
1: Yeah. And it's a fool's gold standard. And uh, I'm really surprised that that we've not had anything from um, the state GOP. Uh, party doing anything about this and so it is a great interview so we have we have worked really hard uh, to get some great things uh, ready for you so so let's continue on here check out the website that's kim munson m-o-n-s-o-n dot com Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. Clearly, we are an independent voice uh, searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And we have a great show planned for you today. We'll talk with Lauren Levy a little bit later. Great sponsor of both the shows, as well as Josh Phillip, who is... um, Senior uh, senior investigative reporter with the Epic Times, as well as host of Crossroads, and then in the second segment, Mary Alpers, co-owner of Three Points Financial. She always has great nuggets of wisdom, and then Andy Berger, who is the founder of Voices Against Trafficking. She had a very important piece in the Epic Times about Anne Hesch and. And so that's going to be fascinating as well. And, of course, at the end, the last segment of second the second hour, uh, I'd love to hear from you, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. And then this weekend, because we've been doing so many things as far as recording these shows, we're going to do a rebroadcast of a show that we did uh, for America's Veterans Stories a couple of years ago. And it's a rebroadcast with um, Vietnam veteran Keith McKim. And he's a storyteller. And it's this he tells the story of two Medal of Honor recipients. And that is pure gold as well. So lots of great things coming out here. And uh, be sure and check that out. Uh, Steve, I want to go to our quote for the day. And as I was thinking about Andy Berger, she is a survivor of Familia, uh, uh, I think that's how you say it, of um, child abuse. In fact, she was uh, um, a family member, started to abuse her, if you can believe it, at the age of six months. And so she has a very unique perspective regarding Anne Hesh, who also was the victim of family um, child abuse and so that's going to be super interesting um, and that's why I, I I was thinking about survivors and I was looking for survivor quotes and I came up up with Viktor Frankl and my gosh he was an Austrian neurologist psychiatrist philosopher and writer and he was a holocaust survivor he was the founder of logotherapy, a school of psychotherapy that, that describes a search for life's meaning as the central human motivational force. He was born in 1905. He died in 1997, but he was extremely accomplished. And yet he was also, um, he was also, uh, was in a concentration camp. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to believe the depravity of what humans can do. There's the greatness of humans and there's the depravity. And we need to understand that. And that's the problem with what we have going on right now in America with those that are in, in power right now that are trying to divide us and put us into groups instead of, uh, recognizing the sanctity of the individual. That's why this, uh, this, um, interview with Jay Davidson is so important because if you can put people into groups, which is what Hitler did, he, he put all the Jews into groups or all the gays into groups or all the gypsies into groups. So instead of seeing each of those individuals as treasured individuals that were created in the image of God, you see them in that group and you hate that group. And so then it's okay to do very bad things to that group. And that is what is happening right now in America. And you look at the rhetoric coming out of the biden um uh the biden white house and the far left right now uh uh governor Hochul in new york saying republicans need to get out of new york this is this is uh this is very bad stuff i mean there's other things i could say but this is very bad stuff producer steve
4: Hochul, you know takes your breath away i mean and then she really gets what she says if if she were to get that i mean how how many even the democrats in in new york state government would be pleased
1: well and what about and it didn't just start with Hokel. what about uh hillary clinton calling any trump supporters deplorables you know and i was maybe you sent over the meme but there is a distinction between calling the people deplorables and then calling the policies, deplorables and, um, the, the policies of the Biden administration are certainly deplorable. And I do not like what they are doing, but I do not look at that whole, the whole, you know, Democrats. And and we do need to, to distinguish that this Democrat party is not the Democrat party of JFK. And so if you are a centrist Democrat, Uh, you can, you've got to move away from these radical activists. They're Marxists. Uh, they're, they're moving us towards socialism. Socialism is not about free stuff. It's the stepping stone to communism and communism is basically where government controls you, your lives, everything. And uh, that's where, that's where, and where they have us headed, Steve.
4: Well, Biden himself, and I, I don't hold him accountable because he's, he's just doing what his handlers tell him to do. And I'm obviously, his handlers are very much connected to deep state uh, entities. And some of the comments he's making this past, just this week alone, about the Make America Great again, or the MAGA crowd, I mean, this is more of the same stuff in terms of division.
1: So and so, going back to election integrity, and let's take a look at Colorado. Uh, so everybody gets a vote, everybody gets a ballot, plus there's people that have moved away that those ballots are out there floating around. And so, th- so there will be people that will be voting that are influenced, and we need informed voters, not influenced f- voters. When they say make voting easier, I disagree with that. Voting is a responsibility. And I think that there has to be some, you know, some buy in. You can't just be sitting around in your pajamas and get your ballot in the mail and, you know, being, you know, just watching TV and then, ah, you need to understand what's going on. So let's, let me get to the quote for today. Yeah, you oh, better. You, yeah, cool. <laughs> okay, yep. Yeah. Victor Frankl, he said, life is not. Primarily a quest for pleasure, as Freud believed, or a quest for power, as Alfred Adler taught, but a quest for meaning. The greatest task for any person is to find meaning in his or her own life. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So let's go to break. We'll be right back.
5: If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516.
2: With the right training from Franktown Firearms, anyone can improve. The professionals at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your level of confidence so that they know what kind of training to recommend to you. After you purchase your firearm, regardless of the level you're at, Franktown will encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, encouraging improvement from any level, with one-on-one training and private training, up to advanced training and classes. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown actively avoids the corporate model as a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly environment. They give everyone the time of day, meaning that they emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in their training with you. Sign up for a course today at klzradio.com franktown franktown firearms where friends are made
1: and welcome back to the kim munson show i'm kim munson check out our website that's kim munson dot com. sign up for our weekly newsletter there and you can email me at kim at kimmunson.com as well thank you to all of you who support us we're an independent voice we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force force versus freedom And as we're going to talk about, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev uh, passed on yesterday, and uh, we're going to play a soundbite from Ronald Reagan, which I think is very important. I think the two men, I think they actually had, um, I think, almost a friendship. Uh, And uh, Gorbachev's certainly a historical figure in um, Russian history, Soviet Union history. But my friends, uh, we, we say this every day, but it's... Ultimately, socialism is not about free stuff. That's the carrot to get you to vote for that. So, for example, Biden, $10,000 student loan. It's not forgiveness. It's transference. He's transferring that debt away from those people onto others. So I'm not going to say forgiveness anymore. It's uh, student loan transference, and transferring it onto people that did not go, did not say they were going to pay that money back, and transferring it to people that may not have gone to college. There is something so innately wrong about it. It's pandering, but uh, so socialism. He's just trying to get you to vote for socialism, and I think people are waking up on that. Steve, what do you think?
4: Well, I okay. I'm going go to go the, to the snarky file here. Uh, let it not be said that there isn't some good counsel on social media. You know, if you take that mortgage that you're currently paying and you declare it to be student loan, you can you can do uh, <laughs> you can help yourself
1: out. So you could have uh, your home mortgage uh, transference is what you're talking about. Yeah. I think that's
4: good advice.
1: I like that. And I think you sent that meme over. I like that. So. uh My friends, we have to remember, it's never compassionate. It's not compassionate to transfer the the student loan debt from people that that took on that debt. It's not compassionate to transfer that to somebody else. So it's never compassionate to take other people's rights, their property, their freedom, their livelihood, their opportunity, or their lives via force. Force can be weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the world economic forum davos globalist elite's agenda or 87,000 irs agents that are authorized in this democrat income reduction act there's nothing compassionate about that and people innately they innately people want freedom however there is also the component of human nature where people like to get free stuff and so that's that's the big rub here but after so long uh, of being under the the thumb of of tyrants and dictators uh, in in the Battle of Ideas, Reagan understood that. And so we thought because Gorbachev had passed on, and this was pretty historical on what happened with the Berlin Wall, we thought we'd play the Reagan. Uh, clip regarding the Berlin Wall because I think it's just so important and again the two men. I think they they had um, Just a, a really unique relationship. So Steve anything else you want to do to set this up
4: uh, no Let's let it talk for itself here because it's about a minute and 15 seconds, but uh, you know Let's let it play and then kind of dissect it a little bit I mean everyone knows the famous words at the very end of it, but they may, might not have heard
7: what came before it
1: Okay, let's go now now the
7: Soviets themselves may in a limited way be coming to understand the importance of freedom we hear much from Moscow about a new policy of reform and openness some political prisoners have been released certain foreign news broadcasts are no longer being jammed some economic enterprises have been permitted to operate with greater freedom from state control are these the beginnings of profound changes in the Soviet state Or are they token gestures intended to raise false hopes in the West or to strengthen the Soviet system without changing it? We welcome change and openness, for we believe that freedom and security go together. The advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. There is one sign the Soviets can make that would be unmistakable that would advance dramatically the cause of freedom and peace. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall.
1: Boy Steve, I tell you, that's so powerful every time I hear that. It just uh, takes my breath away. It is, and it happened. It happened. It, it it came down without a shot being fired. It was it was a better idea that brought that down. Better ideas.
4: First of all, where was he standing? He was standing right by the wall in West Berlin, and right behind him was the wall, and obviously East Berlin on the other side. All those things that he ticked off there, though, before uh, you know, making that famous phrase, you got to think that if we were picking up on all those things that were changing, that it was probably Gorbachev who was pushing for it.
1: Right, right. So, uh, so that's just so powerful. Um, I, th- I think that that's actually a, a great, <laughs> a great segue to uh, Grand Lake us constitution week. I want to talk just a little, a little bit about that. And, and, uh, I, 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 encourage you to go check out grandlakeusconstitutionweek.com and the events that they have, um, it's, it's September 12th through the 18th and their schedule events is just remarkable. And uh, each day starting on Monday, the 12th, they have a lecture at 11 and at, in the morning and six in the evening. And on Monday, the 12th at 11 a.m. is professor Alan, C- uh, Kahan regarding Alexis de Tocqueville and the American, American Judiciary. And 6 p.m. is Professor Rob Nadelson on presidential elections and how state legislatures can address corruption. And uh, we'll highlight a number of these, but go to Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week. That will be September 12th through eight, the 18th, and would love to have you join us. I'll be up there on the 17th, which is Constitution Day, MCing the main event. Now, my friends, the show comes to you because of a lot of great sponsors. And one of those is on the line right now, and that is Lauren Levy. He is a sponsor of both the shows, The Commencement Show and America's Veteran Stories. He's an expert in the mortgage arena, and he works with a lot of different lenders. And uh, so I love to, uh, I always learn so much when he's on. Uh, Lauren Levy, welcome to the show. Good morning, Tim. So what is what's going on out there? I see different headlines that the housing market is in flux, which there that should mean that there's opportunity, but part of it's because interest rates went up so quickly. They they almost doubled in about 90 days. Uh but there's opportunity and you work with a lot of different lenders so there's creativity going on. You know, what give us an update. What what's what do you see?
8: Yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, for home buyers, there was a definite doubling of rates, almost a huge spike, which slowed everything down. Then rates pulled back a little bit, came back down into the high fours, and then things were looking good. You know what you watch for is that I've told you guys this before: is the value of the ten-year Treasury, the yield on it, which got back down to like two point seven three, and now is back to like three twelve. It all happened on Friday when uh, the Federal Reserve met in Jackson Hole and came out with their uh, Powell gave their speech. After I think a lot of people noticed that gas prices were coming down. And so people thought inflation was calming down to the point where the Fed may pause their interest rates hiking. But they said flat out, you know, we're not seeing it in the grocery store yet. We're not seeing it at the, you know, car lots yet. We're not seeing a lot of places. We're not going to stop hiking. And, you know, the Dow went down 1,000 points on Friday. The 10-year Treasury spiked up and rates went back up again. So all that being said, it, I just keep reminding people to stay in touch with their, their expert, their, their real estate agent or their mortgage person. To make sure that they're still qualifying for the homes that they want. And, you know, always get in touch with us to do a pre qualification to figure out what you can afford. Um, you know, there's still a lot of transactions happening. The housing market here in Denver is pretty solid. There's a lot of people that like to move here. Um, you know, we, we didn't have the same problems that other places had back in the recession of 08, 08 09.
1: So uh, pre-qualified would be so important. And the thing about it is when when it's in flux, when people are uh, kind of, you know, I want to say not off their game, but... But you know they're concerned. There's actually always opportunity, and um, Mm -hmm. I think people need to realize that. And this may be an opportunity to get into a home that you maybe didn't think you could. Uh, But there's creativity, so I want people to remember that even in times of flux, and there is always opportunity, and uh, people need to remember that, Lauren.
8: That's true. There was you know for a long time people were making an offer on a house, and there would be twenty to twenty-five different offers they'd have to battle against, or They'd have to bid way over the ask price to try to win a war, and that's not happening right now, so that's a good thing. And then, you know, the house is everyone's biggest asset still, and there's still a lot of equity in everyone's homes. And So if you get into a situation where you have credit card debt mounting or anything like that, and it's really starting to put a squeeze on you, if you call someone like us, we're not going to tell you, hey, give up your 2.5% interest rate. We're going to help you get equity out of your home on a different way, whether it be through an equity line or an equity loan that will help you It'll be a higher rate than your first mortgage, but much lower than credit card debt. and can really help you get squared away. So um, people, I know credit card spending is at an all-time high, and so people are going to have some issues there. So if you're having any issues like that, please give us a call and let us try to help you.
1: Well and the other thing is if uh, you are retired and this mm-hmm. this whole inflation thing is such a big surprise a reverse mortgage would is a a, a great tool to uh, probably fight inflation a bit and you can take advantage of again appreciation in your home as well correct
8: That's right that's what we're doing you know a few of right now is reverse mortgages for folks whose houses have gone up in value a ton Um, If they have a mortgage and it would help them to just pay the thing off and not have it, and that would make their um, battle against inflation easier, or if they just need to get some money out of it for a reason or another, we're looking at reverse mortgages for a lot of people. And where they make sense, we're doing them. And they don't all make sense. But if they do, we're helping people that way as well. That's very true.
1: Okay, Lauren Levy, uh, you are the person to talk to because uh, you're an expert. I have heard from so many listeners uh, about working with you and how happy they are with that whole process. So how can people reach you?
8: Just give us a call, 303-880-8881.
1: That's Lauren Levy, Polygon Financial Group, 303-880-8881. Lauren, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Kim. Okay. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk with Josh Phillip, senior investigative reporter with the Epic Times and also host of Crossroads. And we want I want to talk with him about Biden and Mar-a-Lago and all that. So we'll be right back.
9: Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage.
6: Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S-Medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns.
4: No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com, that's M-O-N-S-O-N.com.
1: And welcome back to The Kim Munson Show, I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website, that's KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com, sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We clearly are an independent voice, we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues. Through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom, if something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, speaking of independent voices, uh, Josh Phillip is on the line with me. He is a senior investigative reporter with the Epic Times as well as the host of Crossroads. And I think he's um, one of the most important independent journalistic voices in America today. And Josh Phillip, welcome to the show.
10: Hey, Always a pleasure, Kim. Thank you.
1: Uh, before we get into the, the, the subject that I, I wanted to start with, uh, you are doing more investigative documentaries. And you recently released The Real Story of January 6th. That we had you on uh, just about at the time of the release date. Uh, how's the reception been on that and uh, any updates regarding that particular documentary? Uh,
11: the reception on The Real Story of January 6th was really good uh, to the point where you know I, I think I helped helped show that these things are worth doing it's it's uh, it's kind of a new step in journalism for us the idea that we can do more rapid investigative pieces uh using kind of the form of a documentary so quick turnaround and we can stay within the news cycle is kind of the idea and uh i'm working on a bunch of new stuff now already
1: actually that's that's exciting can you tell us about any of it or do we need to just wait
11: um, I, I can tell you about one. I, I've, had, I've had an investigation going on for a long time now, and I, last year I filmed at the U.S.-Mexico border uh, looking into the border crisis, and what I found was that the main organization running a lot of the border crisis is a United Nations organization called the International Organization of Migration, and they get a lot of their funding for it from the State Department. The, this group this organization through the u.n is financing this all the way down through latin america like all the way down to darien gap in panama and uh you know they get they give uh interest-free loans to the migrants they give them bus tickets plane tickets they give them uh, these kind of cash cards that you know have like you know limited use cash cards they give them so i mean they're paying them to come here and a lot of that money is coming from american taxpayers and so I'll i'll have an episode a uh, special episode out on that, probably within the next few weeks.
1: So, uh, I guess what we'll, you know, what we'll keep that as a teaser. And do you, when will that be released? Do you have an idea yet?
11: Uh, not set yet, but uh, I'm wrapping it up right now in terms of just some of the stuff on the video side.
1: Okay, we'll we'll keep that as a as a teaser for that then. Um, so oh, the other question, R- the real story of January 6th, how can people find that? How can they see that?
11: Uh, you can watch it on epochtv.com, epoch com.
1: Very good. Okay, uh, I was looking at some of your recent Crossroads um, video podcasts, and I wanted to start regarding our subject. On uh, you had um, one of the titles was Biden allegedly implicated in the Trump raid, and then uh, this one from today: Trump says to declare him election winner or redo the vote. So let's start with Biden first. That he allegedly is implicated in the Trump raid. What have you found out on that?
11: Well, you know, one of the original accusations Trump had against Biden was that he was the one behind the Trump raid, that he was somehow involved with it, uh, which is pretty serious politically, because that's like that's very similar to what Richard Nixon did. Maybe the only difference between this and Watergate would be Richard Nixon did it in the dead of night. You know, I mean, allegedly he was accused. I hope you don't believe it, it. He was accused of basically using intelligence services to go raid his political enemies in the dead of night to go look for incriminating evidence biden does it in broad daylight he has the fbi go raid the president's home you know former president's home in broad daylight and people are like well you know what was biden's role biden throws his arms up in there says hey wasn't me you know uh wasn't me um and then all of a sudden uh merrick garland takes the full blame for it. merrick garland says he's personally signed off on it so the the original question over biden involvement in originally ended there but then it came out through some uh you know as information has come out, uh, that Biden actually, allegedly, according to to what's being said now, but Biden allegedly uh, actually personally revoked or was involved in revoking Trump's executive privilege, meaning that Biden was responsible for basically saying these normal protections the president would have uh, no longer apply to him. So they, like, posthumously and, you know, hypothetically... Like, posthumously removed his, uh, his his legal protections so that, I mean, not posthumously, but they made it so that legal actions then became illegal. And so they tried, they, they, had, they changed the law so that Trump possessing uh, classified documents would suddenly be something illegal, whereas it wouldn't normally be. So that's kind of Biden's involvement at this stage, at
3: least right now.
1: Well, and when we say Biden, actually, could I interject actually Biden's handlers? Because I, I think that there are those that are really influencing him. <laughs> Would that be a correct statement?
11: That, that, that is probably true. They, they might have, you know, weakened Bernie, his hand and made him do it. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it is doubtful how cognizant he is and so if someone it it, i mean there was someone involved as kind of a middleman with this it's it's of course unclear how well biden is actually being brought into the loop of what he's even doing at this point i think it's pretty obvious he's he's suffering from pretty severe mental decline i I think i mean everyone tries to say it's not happening you you can look at the guy and hear what he says and it's it's hard to deny at this point so that's that's very very possible
1: well, and Josh, I so dislike his policies uh, and, you know, some of the gaps and some of the things that that occur are there is I mean, it's tragic and it's humorous. Uh, and and I have to I look at some of the things and, and I see some humor in it. But yet I see tragedy in um, putting this guy out there like that. What do you think?
11: Well, you know, i am I heard some older people talk about this. I have, I have a friend, for example, I believe whose father suffered from Alzheimer's, and he was commenting on even like the times of day that Biden tends to be active and inactive. Apparently, Alzheimer's uh, you also have kind of high periods and low periods even within like the day cycle, and so he's commenting that like I mean, this is elderly This should be this should be called elderly abuse. I know with him. Uh, so yeah, it, it is tragic from that perspective.
1: Okay, well let's uh, let's go over to this. Uh, just came out on Crossroads, and uh, that Trump says to declare him the election winner or redo the vote. Boy, that's pretty pretty bold. What 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 is, what's your thoughts on that?
11: <laughs> Trump doesn't shy away from being bold. That's one thing. <laughs> um, well, this has to do with, with information about the Hunter Biden laptop that you know, new information is coming out showing how intelligence agents and so on were involved in both the uh, in- intelligence agents were involved in pretty much covering it up. And this goes on a few different levels. Uh, the, the biggest one, most recent one, being that Mark Zuckerberg in an interview with Joe Rogan comes out and says that the FBI approached Facebook or Meta and warned them about Russian disinformation. And because they were warned about Russian disinformation, they believe the Hunter Biden laptop story ball fell within that, and they decided to censor it. They said Twitter went even further with censoring it, which we know they're you know, kicking people off the platform for reporting on it. Um, of course, it turned out to be not Russian disinformation, and the FBI is trying to do like a you of trying to deal with this whole situation, trying to say, oh, we didn't technically say it was Hunter Biden laptop. But if you remember, there were 51 former intelligence officials that came out and wrote, wrote an open letter saying that, this was, um, that the Hunter Biden laptop was in fact uh, Russian disinformation and while the FBI is going around and selling the story to different news or different uh, you know, social media outlets internally it turns out according to a whistleblower who stepped forward the FBI had directed its own employees not to investigate that which if you go back you know remember during the whole Russiagate scandal that you know they had the Clinton the Clinton dossier the one that she put together in the Democrats it was a Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic Party financed the creation of the Trump-Russia dossier, which turned out to be falsified and collected from two Russian sources and never verified. Uh, but, you know, the FBI had no problem investigating that and using that really in a way that probably not only undermined Trump's, um, you know, when he was being elected, during when he was still a candidate, but also when he was a sitting president, to the point where they even tried to remove him from office with Robert Mueller. Um, So, you know, they they handled things on that side one way. And then with Trump, now they're handling it another way with, the, of course, Hunter Biden laptop story. But one one thing Trump mentioned is a poll that came out, which said about eight in 10 Americans, uh, allegedly, you know, according to this poll, eight in 10 Americans probably would have voted differently or, you know, maybe would have considered voting differently had they known the full context of the Hunter Biden story. And so Trump's saying, well, 8 and 10 voters maybe maybe would have changed their, you know, maybe maybe would have voted for me rather than for Biden is what he's saying. And yeah, he should have won the election. He says because the FBI interfered with it, frankly. And if he said the election should be thrown out or redone, and he's pretty much saying he's the he's the legitimate president at this point, which is pretty bold actually. Mm-hmm. It's interesting.
1: Mhm. It is. Josh, I remember um, a couple of things. First of all, I'm a little shocked that Zuckerberg said that um, in the interview with Joe Rogan. I'm just a little shocked that that came out that way.
3: Mm.
11: Well, Meta came out with a statement, and what they said, the way they're trying to cover this up is um, saying that, well, he technically didn't say anything new. They're saying when he was testifying before Congress, he made similar statements. Um, And they're claiming that, you know, technically the FBI did not directly say Hunter Biden laptop, but it looks like they're trying to cover for the FBI a little bit by suggesting that, and and this is why this is important. If, If the FBI were to approach a social media website and tell them, censor this story, right, censor this story then that would be government censorship through the medium of private business. It would mean that government is using private industry basically as an extended arm of government to do things that violate the Constitution, which would would be really serious. And Trump currently actually has a lawsuit against Twitter uh, specifically on that, arguing that Twitter's censorship of Trump, uh, because Twitter takes some censorship directives from the government, uh, constituted government censorship. It's and, and, and that, that deals with basically the independence of these companies in general and whether their actions would constitute basically government action if they're working that close with the government. And so the way they're trying to cover this up now is saying, well, you know, the FBI doesn't tell them to censor. It warns them about things. But, you know, the real context is that that's warning with the intent to have them censor. So, you know, this is going to be debated in court, and it's, I think we're going to watch that whole thing play out. What's going to happen.
1: Josh, before we go to break, um, I remember watching uh, w- one of the debates between Trump and Clinton, Hillary Clinton, where she brought up this thing about Russia. And I <clears throat> I remember sitting there thinking, huh, that's odd. I, I, I just remember... Thinking, there's something weird about that, and now we we fast forward to where we are now, and I think that that's where they were starting to. They'd already concocted this idea, and that's where they were going to start to float it. Uh, do you happen to remember that at all? Because I, I know it was just a small little thing there, but I remember thinking, oh, that's so weird.
11: I, I do remember, and of course, you know, they were they were trying to. I mean, it, it was concocted. It was the whole thing was fabricated. The Trump-Russia dossier, the Steele dossier, the one that claimed that Trump was, you know, paying hookers to do bad things on Obama's bed and, you know, hotels and that kind of stuff. It was fake. It was financed by the Clinton campaign and the Democratic Party. Uh, It was through an individual named Christopher Steele, a former British spy, who collected the information from two unverified Russian sources. Turned out the information, and it was false. At least every, every accusation was false. Um, but they they disseminated it through the intelligence agencies, through the media, through the government, and yeah, the, all the Trump Russia narrative, all through his presidency and when he was a candidate, and through the debates. that yeah, that that was fake. That was actual literal Russian disinformation, um, using ironically the banner of accusing Trump of you know spreading Russia being, being an agent of Russian disinformation, and it was the same thing with the, with Hunter Biden. Same thing when Joe Biden came out and it was coming out in the debates and Trump was debating with Joe Biden. Biden said that the uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. Pulled the same trick again, trying to claim that, again, it was, uh, you know, Trump was spreading Russian disinformation and trying to undermine the uh, you know, the, the election process by doing so.
1: Well, and uh, uh, that is so fascinating. And I I remember now I kind of forgotten about that on the al- allegation that Trump had had prostitutes urinate on a, a bed that I think Obama I, anyway, it's like. I don't think so. And that is right at that point. I thought this whole thing is not true. So uh, let's go to break. I'm talking with Josh Phillip. He is senior investigative reporter with the Epic Times, host of Crossroads, very important um, uh, video podcast. Uh, we're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, a uh, nonprofit that I've adopted is the USMC Memorial Foundation. They're raising money for the Marine Memorial to remodel it out at Sixth and Colfax. And My friends, it is important to honor, uh, know these stories, remember those that have given in their lives or have been willing to give their lives for us and our freedom so go to (coughs) usmcmemorialfoundation.org that's usmcmemorialfoundation.org we'll be right back with josh phillip
12: three points financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at 3pointsfinancial.com. That's 3pointsfinancial.com.
13: Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government run public schools have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start christian home educators of colorado or check has answers you can homeschool go to check.org start kim munson highly recommends christian home educators of colorado Reclaim your child's education by going to slash start today.
4: You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's kim, M O N S O N.com.
1: And welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. And before we get back to Josh Phillip, I uh, just want to re-mention Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week. It is September 12th through the 18th and highlighting on Tuesday the 13th, the 11 o'clock lecture will be with Professor Akiel Reed Amar and it is the uh, 1787 to 88, the year that changed everything and then 6 p.m. Dr. Th- uh, Thomas Cranawitter, the Constitution and the greatest anti-slavery movement in history. So go to Lake LakeUsConstitutionWeek.com for more information. Josh Phillip, a senior investigative reporter with the Epic Times, host of Crossroads. We're uh, 69 days out from the midterm elections, and there's been uh, this talk about a red wave. But as I look at those radical activists that are now in power uh, in many of these um, these offices, they've worked really hard to get to this point. They're not going to go easily. Uh, what do you see? Uh, you know, for this midterm election, Josh Phillip?
11: Well, everybody's waiting for that big October surprise. They're <laughs> waiting for it because, you know, the unfortunate reality is the American election system, mostly on the Democrat side, tends to work through, through crisis. It tends to work through scandal. Um, the big question is, can they put anything together for the midterms? I think they tried to use January 6th. They're going to try it again because they're going to be redoing the hearings. Uh, they're going to try to use Mar-a-Lago. The whole thing's falling apart already. In fact, the FBI even escorted out the agent who started a lot of this, who started the investigations. Um, everything they've tried so far has been falling through, so it's, it's unclear what exactly they're going to try to use for it. But at the same time, you mentioned some of these you know, unelected bureaucrats and stuff. I mean, this is a fight for their lives in some regard. If you've been reading what the legacy news newsletters say in the corporate media, Axios is having reports, for example— Claiming that Trump had put into place legal systems that would allow him to remove what they're now calling the deep state, that he could go in and fire something like fifty thousand, you know, entrenched, you know, career bureaucrats, and that he would purge what people call the deep state—all of those unelected, you know, officials—all these unelected officials who basically can do whatever they want in the government and can never be fired under normal circumstances. They're put on pretty much, the, you know, the watch list that if Trump wins come 2024, they're going to lose their jobs and they're going to lose all the power they had and the whole system they built is going to fall apart. Um, so, yeah, this is this is a fight for their lives. And I, I, I wouldn't put it beyond them to do just about anything uh, to keep that
1: and uh, so next question is mcconnell uh patty our researcher had uh pulled a piece that uh said that uh, and i guess it was regarding their pulling some of the funding for the arizona senate race that uh that in fact he would um actually st- um lo- still lose the senate he wants to be the minority leader that he's not really serious about winning and that's that's my take on it what's your thoughts about mcconnell
11: I've seen some of those reports as well and I think they're kind of accurate. Mitch McConnell right now seems like he is interested in basically either keeping his position or making it so Republicans lose. He would he would rather have them lose than lose his position. I mean, I can tell you on my personal opinion, I think Mitch McConnell basically is more of a Democrat than a Republican and so he would rather of course he he's rooting for the Democrats is kind of where I what I see it as. He's rooting for the Democrats. He wants the Democrats to win. It's not really about his position as much. It's more about political, you know, political interest. And I I think that he's kind of rooting for the Democrats to win for that reason. Actually, I don't think it's about technically him holding that position, per se.
1: Have you looked at the Senate race out here in Colorado at all?
11: I have not followed the local race
1: there. Okay. Uh, so question, because actually McConnell came out to um, <clears throat> stump for the Republican candidate out here. So I thought that was kind of interesting when that, when that okay. occurred, <laughs> when that occurred. Hey, we have just a few minutes left. Uh, Josh Philip. what, what is it you think? Um, and you always leave us with some hope as well, uh, kind of what's the final thoughts that you'd like our, our listeners to, to know? We've got about four minutes.
11: Well, I think we had some major, major turnings of the tide over the past you know, month or so, uh, which is, you know, normally we see these big scandals come out and they, they tend to last a while. Um, you know, we've seen with Trump, for example, that every, every two to three months, the left comes out with a new scandal. They try to find some gotcha thing and you know, pretty much throw him, in, throw him in jail or whatever else. Usually that's the narrative is, either they got him this time, Trump's going to jail. Um, you know it's molar time it's stormy daniels it's it's this or that it's always some big scandal it looks like trump's about to go to prison and then the truth comes out and the whole thing falls to pieces and trump has been you know trump is shown to be innocent and then they come up with their next big narrative and try to flip the whole thing or and never write their corrections and never never tell their own viewers you know in terms of the leftist media never tell their own viewers how they lied to them that's typically the way things go um this latest scandal with the Mar-a-Lago raid fell apart very quickly. Uh, I think almost on the day it happened. In fact, uh, the pushback was very strong immediately, both from the Trump side and from the actually pretty much the whole Republican establishment. Ironically, I think they kind of galvanized the Republicans behind Trump by doing that raid. And at the same time, too, they created. I think they kind of the Democrats. I think pushed things too far. Finally, the, the Biden administration. I, th- I think they pushed things too far. Um, they overstepped, maybe maybe they overcalculated, and they created a very serious case that could even incriminate Biden to an extent. Uh, this this could very easily become Biden's Watergate. And I've been saying, and, in fact, it's already been framed that way. And I've been saying for a while, too, that even with January 6th, I, I mentioned, I did the documentary, The Real Story January 6th, even with January 6th, that thing's turning around. It's turning out now that Nancy Pelosi is being called out Uh, for her role in security that day. Because, as you remember, they were trying to accuse Trump of dereliction of duty uh, when, of course, Trump authorized the deployment of the National Guard. That was not accepted by Mitch McConnell, Muriel Bowser, and Nancy Pelosi, who would have been the ones who could have taken Trump's authorization and deployed them. So why was there not proper security? Well, they want answers for that. Republicans are trying to get answers for that. But it turns out Nancy Pelosi, her office, is stonewalling the investigations into that and that's going to start looking a whole lot like Benghazi when Hillary Clinton was accused of you know security failures at the embassy that led to Americans being killed what was Nancy Pelosi's and Nancy Pelosi's involvement of the security failures that led to Americans being killed that's going to be the next big scandal as well
1: wow okay so we have one minute left this uh, the hope that you want to give us here
11: Well, the hope is that I think truth is coming out. I think they found that they can no longer hold back the tides of truth. And as real information comes out, all the people who've been lying, all the people who've been trying to cover things up, all the people who've been doing dishonest things behind the scenes, uh, they seem like they're kind of in a desperate state right now. They're, They're trying to roll things back. They're trying to claim things that happened didn't happen. And it's becoming increasingly difficult for them to do that. At the same time, even the bodies that can conduct censorship like Facebook are under a lot of uh, pressure right now for censoring people's opinions and censoring legitimate news stories. Um, I think the public is waking up, and I think we're starting to see the effects of the public waking up.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, truth. Uh, the tides of truth. I love that. Josh Phillip, thank you so much. Be sure and check him out at the Epic Times. We'll talk to you next month.
8: Always a pleasure, Kim. Thank you.
1: Okay. And our quote for the end of the show is from Viktor Frankl. He said, decisions, not conditions, determine what a man is. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate, and listen well, live honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.
0: Or is it for us? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to hour two of The Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me. At Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. My friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, their livelihood, opportunity or lives via force. And that force could be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Elites Agenda, or 87,000 IRS agents authorized in the Democrats' Income Reduction Act. I think I need to add on transference, Steve. That is uh, uh, the transference of uh, one person's debt to everybody else, and that uh, would be Biden's um, loan, quote-unquote, forgiveness program. It's actually a loan uh, transference uh, um, program is what it is, Steve.
4: All right, I I, I would put a disclaimer out here. I'm going to be, this is from the snarky file. This is not serious. This is something for you to laugh at. You can uh, now take your 20-year mortgage and now declare it as student debt.
1: (laughs) And get part of it uh, transferred to somebody else. Yeah. And uh, it's called, uh, he's trying to vote by. Of course. Oh, my. um, we we uh, we saw the vote buying here in Colorado, though, with your TABOR refunds coming out early, and they're calling it the Great Colorado Cashback, and uh, Jared Polis signed a letter, or signed the letter on that. Uh, again, blatant uh, politicking, just like Jenna Griswold <clears throat> with Wayne Williams uh, spent over a million dollars of taxpayers' money uh, to do an ad together saying that our elections are secure, uh, free and secure, and they're not. And that's why you need to listen to tomorrow's show with Lisa Bennett. Uh, but they're using taxpayers' money. They're transferring uh, these debts and decisions to people that had no had nothing to do with it. And it's all vote buying, Steve.
4: Well, let's extrapolate that a little bit. We have heard numbers as high as, well, okay, the last number I heard was like fourteen million students, college students, or former college students, I guess, and their debt. This uh, could be impacted by this, you know, to their favor. So that's their votes. Obviously, their parents would be semi-impressed to say, oh, well, OK, these this Joe Biden, he did, well, the and the dec- Democrat uh, Party, they, they deserve my vote in this midterm election, even though yeah. Biden himself is not actually getting the votes. But you see how it
1: works. Right. You see how it works. And uh, although there's a lot of pushback on this, and there's a lot of people that are oh, very, oh, very yes. angry. Oh, huh?
4: yes, there is a lot of pushback. <laughs>
1: There is. There is. So, hey, we've got a jam-packed hour planned for you at this hour as well. Josh Phillip was marvelous in hour number one. The way this works is we're live, uh, unless we pre-record it, 6 to 8 a.m., Monday through Friday. The first hour is rebroadcast, 1 to 2 in the afternoon, second hour, 10 to 11 at night on all KLZ uh, platforms. So that's KLZ 560 AM, 100.7 FM, the website, and... um, And the app, which the website makes me think of, uh, uh, we have uh, Bob in Michigan who listens regularly. And I don't know if I said this on the show or not, but when we were talking about uh, all this over-sexualization of our kids and the curriculum. Uh, and you know, the stuff they're trying to teach little kindergartners, he sent me a text message, uh, Steve, and it said, the only thing that third grade girls need to know about, um, sex is that uh, third grade boys have cooties. And I thought that that was just, uh, just priceless. And I said, I'm going to use that.
4: I saw that one, and I'm thinking, yeah, it works both ways there, and uh, it's true.
1: (laughs) It is true. That's how it was when we were kids way back in the day. I want to get to our quote for today because we're going to be talking with Mary Alpers, and she always has such great nuggets of wisdom. She is a co-owner with Steve Cruz of Three Points Financial, great sponsors of the show But, uh, Andy Berger is going to be our, our featured guest in segments two and three. She is the founder of voices against trafficking, and she's written a really important piece regarding, um, the tragic life and death of Anne Hesch. And, um, so I was looking for survivor quotes and I came up with Viktor Frankl. And uh, he was an Austrian neurologist, psychiatrist, philosopher, writer, and Holocaust survivor. He was the founder of Logotherapy, a school of psychotherapy that describes the search for life's meaning as the central human motivational force. He was born in 1905. He died in 1997. He said this. He said, life is not primarily a quest for pleasure, as Freud believed, or a quest for power, as Alfred Adler taught, but a quest for meaning the greatest task for any person is to find meaning in his or her own life. Uh, I I just thought that was very thought provoking. Steve.
4: I wish a lot of people could maybe pick up on it and maybe put down some of the silly things that they're doing. <laughs> but that's that's don't be judgmental. But I see so many people who are totally disconnected from you know reality.
1: Well, and um, as, as we're waiting for Mary here. Um I, I, when we take a look at this whole environmental movement, it's become a, a kind of religion. And there are those that find meaning in this, uh, the environmental agenda. And so I think that goes to Frank Franco. I mean, this, this it's foundational for people to want to find meaning in their life. Um, I'm going to just throw this over to Mary Alpers with Three Points Financial because she always has thought-provoking perspective as well. What's your thoughts on the quest for, for meaning in life, uh, uh, Mary Alpers?
14: The quest for meaning in life. <laughs> <laughs> um, the quest for meaning in life is to gain wisdom and to be sure you're reading and following and um, thinking about the right things and not I uh,
1: Agreed. So um, you you talked about wisdom last week, knowledge and wisdom. Uh, What nuggets do you have for us this week, Mary Alpers?
14: Well, this is a little bit more practical. Um, You know, our mission statement is to identify and implement steps towards your definition of financial independence um, and protecting and growing your wealth. And that means that there are certain things you can control and certain things that you cannot And um, some decisions that you need to make that you can control can make um, an enormous difference to your financial security. So I really wanted to just talk briefly about two of them. Okay. And I think maybe some of this might have been said in the first hour, but this is what I have. Um, When you talk about social security, when you take it, whether to delay it, Um, how you view the spousal benefits is a very, very big deal in the long run. Um, This has to do with the amount of Social Security you will receive, the age and expected lifespan of yourself, which, of course, is hard to guess, but some people have a sense of their lifespan. Your spouse's Social Security amounts, your spouse's age, their expected lifestyle, your Medicare premiums upon reaching age 65 based on all your income because that would be affected by additional income of Social Security, and your cash needs. So all of these work together and analyzing these and working from an updated Social Security statement will help you make the best decision. Um, At Three Points Financial, if there's any question as to the best date that you should begin Social Security, We actually use a software that analyzes these parameters, and that can make a difference of up to a hundred or several hundred thousand dollars over the lifetime of a couple receiving Social Security. So it's very important that you consider everything when making it, because spousal benefits are just as important in the long run if they're applicable and survivor benefits As the primary person taking them and the second topic I want to cover is pension benefits Um, both civil and military um, we've seen several clients who were certain that they didn't need to sign up for spousal benefits um, that they weren't as valuable or worth signing up for at all because they reduce the amount of the pension you get when you first retire And they're certain that it's better to take it all and invest the difference and leave no spousal benefit to, or a very small one to a spouse should they pass away. And a lot of them are just certain that that won't happen, that they won't pass away first. And since we don't know the day or hour or life on earth and when it may end, I see this as almost gambling that a spousal benefits will not be needed and that the pension owner will outlive the other one. And we have seen some kind of sad situations with this. So our recommendation is that any decision less than 100% spousal benefit is a risk. It's a risk that one's life could end and their spouse could be left with less or no monthly income from their pension and need to significantly change their lifestyle. Um, There's unpaid bills sometimes at death. The spouse already is losing one of their social security benefits if they're taking them, or even later, they won't get both. And the lower of the two amounts um, they are receiving are the ones that will go away. So losing a pension on top of that, or a significant portion of it, really can change the finances of the survivor. And usually, your expenses or lifestyle is not cut in half when one spouse dies. So one way around not filing for spousal benefits on a pension and, and trying to get the full amount right then is to carry a life insurance policy equivalent to the spousal benefit amortized over life, but that would need to be carried until death, and it could cost thousands and thousands of dollars. And since annuities are also expensive and are not normally guaranteed, having a spousal benefit attached to the pension provide some level of financial security for your spouse. So unless your estate and ongoing cash flow is such that no matter which person survives the other, financial independence is secure, um, then unless that's true, we recommend opting for spousal benefits. And our company specializes in pulling all these pieces together and recommending investments for the accounts as well. And then we overlay the decisions of tax planning on top of that because each one of these decisions also affects the taxes. So it can become quite complicated.
1: Well, it is complicated, and that's why people should reach out to you. Uh, What is the website? That's the best place to go to begin the the process to make an appointment with you or Steve regarding this at Three Points Financial. What's that website, Mary?
14: It's threepointsfinancial.com and
1: threepointsfinancial.com, and uh, I always learn so much. At this point, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is complicated. The fact that you have that software and can help people with this, and then you have the, the whole thing, the um, that and the tax planning, and then also um, the investment component. Uh, I know you guys do a great job. So thank you so much. Mary Alpers, we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, and we're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, U.S. Constitution Week is uh, September 12th through September 18th up in gorgeous uh, Grand Lake, Colorado. And on Wednesday, I just want to highlight these different speakers Uh, Kelly D. Johnston will talk at 11 o'clock on understanding today's U.S. Senate. And that evening, 6 p.m., Brian Blumenfeld will talk about political parties, primary elections and the Constitution, history, practice and reform. Uh, So, again, just fabulous lectures. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Andy Berger.
12: Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com.
2: With the right training from Franktown Firearms, anyone can improve. The professionals at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your level of confidence so that they know what kind of training to recommend to you. After you purchase your firearm, regardless of the level you're at, Franktown will encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, encouraging improvement from any level with one-on-one training and private training up to advanced training and classes. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown actively avoids the corporate model as a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly environment. They give everyone the time of day, meaning that they emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in their training with you. Sign up for a course today at klzradio.com franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. <clears throat> I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Thrilled to have on the line with me, Andy Berger. She is the founder of Voices Against Trafficking and has written a couple of books. The first is Voices Against Trafficking, The Strength of Many Voices Speaking as One, and then also A Fragile Threat of Hope, One Survivor's Quest to Rescue. They're available at Amazon.com. She's a sought-after speaker and frequent guest on radio and television regarding the issue of human trafficking. Andy Berger, welcome to the show.
15: Well, thank you, Kim. It's great to be back.
1: Great to have you back as well. and. First thing I wanted to talk with you about, Andy, is this piece that you recently uh, was published in the Epic Times, regarding Anne Hesh, and it's titled "Anne Hesh Crazy: A Survivor Speaks Out." And I remember seeing the news story um, regarding she was in the car accident and uh, that she died. And I, I, I always kind of had this affinity for her, and I, I don't quite know why, but didn't realize that she had been the victim of uh, family um, sexual abuse, and you could really relate to that. So you've written this piece. Tell us about it.
15: Yes, absolutely. Like you, for some reason, you know, I didn't know her personally. I've seen her in a couple of movies. I knew some of her track record in the press. But but when she passed, and um, I actually went back to her interview with Larry King, which was, uh, I think, early earlier this year, And I read everything about the family abuse she went through and the horrific uh, game face she had to put on as a little child. You know, we were the perfect family. We were great pretenders. You know, we were just a bunch of liars. But, you know, on the outside, everything looked good. And, wow, it really resonated with me as also as a victim of family sexual abuse and trafficking. And so here I'm looking at this person who is so misunderstood. And people, you know, on the outside might have thought she was crazy. But there was a reason she had erratic behavior, a reason she was self-medicating. You know, what she said was, I wanted to just find something good about my life. But most people, as you know, will probably just remember her for the brief relationship with Ellen DeGeneres. Not that she got married and had two boys and was trying to be a productive member of our community.
1: Well, um, Andy, I have to tell you, the first time... That I ever actually heard about uh, children being abused. First of all, Uh, I I I think I was very lucky because um, that was not something that happened to me as a child. And so the first time I heard it, it, it just was almost beyond belief. That and then when I've learned that family child abuse is significant. Again, that was one of those things that's like, uh, oh, I, I hadn't even thought of that. And so uh, but it does happen. It happens more than we realize. and um, yeah. uh, and and the ramifications of it um, it plays out different ways. And as you mentioned, she uh, worked to try to to kind of get it together. you, it it uh, it's really been God that has has helped you. Uh, you know, come to peace with that. And then, of course, you've um, founded Voices Against Trafficking. You're helping so many people. I mean, people are on different journeys along this. But but first of all, we want to try to prevent it, but also let people know that have been victims of that, that there's help
15: absolutely and that's one of the things if you don't have the right help i was very fortunate the counselors you know i had i mean they did test me for you know multiple personalities all this stuff but none of that came out but you have to get the right help and you're right god was the major force in my life and uh, unfortunately i don't know that she you know got to that part she had an alter ego and and that's not unusual but with familial trafficking, the predators are actually protected because of the bloodline with their with their victims, their children or their nieces and nephews and stuff, because, oh, it's family, that didn't really happen, she's got an active imagination, et cetera, et cetera. And that makes it even uh, more difficult for any victim of that kind of abuse to, one, reach out for help, and two, uh, to get the help that they need. And so you know, with voices, you know, God just really helped me uh, move forward to try and keep keep moving in a direction that would be positive, that would be helpful. And I knew that if I could have helped a girl like Ann, I would have just done anything to keep her or anyone like her, you know, from having to suffer through that. And that's kind of been my calling in life, because as we saw, with all the resources she had available to her, at the end of the day, shame won out. She could not beat the demon of shame.
1: How, how can people watch for something like this? And again, you mentioned the bloodline. That makes it very difficult. But what should people be watching for?
15: Well, we we always hear the term the perfect family. Oh, they're the perfect family, or the perfect mother, or the perfect, you know, father. Whatever they do, all the right things. Sometimes that's a very elaborate uh, cover, a very elaborate ruse uh, for people. And I'm not saying that there aren't great people, that there aren't, uh, you know, great families. But whether you're in a church or a school, something like that. You know, the child that is always trying to please, always trying to be perfect, or the one that has very limited social skills. I would never look anyone directly in the eye if I didn't have to because I was always afraid they might see something in those eyes. They might ask me something I wasn't safe to answer. And so we want to look for also maybe you're the house where one particular child is always coming over to, where they never want to leave, that kind of stuff. Simple things, um, you know, in the basic world of human trafficking, most people have a gut instinct about, wow, that little girl looks awfully dressed up for her age, and she's with this older man. And that's, that's you know, um, not a cliche example, but, but basically we want to pay more attention to the body language and communication skills of these kids and if they tell you something we need to um, actually listen to them vet it out but at least acknowledge that they're trying to communicate something to you that maybe they don't even know how to say
1: okay now uh, let's talk just a little bit about voices against trafficking before we go to break we'll keep you're going to be on for this next segment as well but uh, just tell us um, a little bit about voices against trafficking
15: Yes, Voices Against Trafficking is kind of a, a network of networkers. So we're like the hub and all the other organizations, individuals, people that want to fight human trafficking uh, are the spokes of this huge wheel. And the more spokes we have, the further we go, the stronger the wheel. And what we do is we create public awareness programs. Uh, we do campaigns, whether it's a billboard in Times Square on New, on New Year's Eve, or it's the book that you mentioned, uh, Voices Against Trafficking, the Strength of Many Voices Speaking as one, as a handbook. That every home library, every school, you know, every um, mental clinic should have on hand. It's a great conversation opener, but it also has a lot of valuable information. We are also just about ready to roll out a curriculum, a first responders curriculum program for the everyday family, the everyday whatever that looks like. If it's one person, two people, uh, you know, lots of kids, no kids, so that we can help prevent sexual exploitation, sexual assault human trafficking, all of those things, four minutes a day, Kim, from your own computer or phone. And we're going to roll that out because we want people to know how to protect the ones they love.
1: Okay, Andy Berger, then let's go to break uh, because I want to talk with you about uh, what's going on in our schools because I feel that there's grooming uh, going on. In our schools and our kids, they're over-sexualizing our children, and, and so you're the person to talk to about that. And that is Andy Berger. She's the founder of Voices Against Trafficking. Before we go to break, though, I want to mention the U.S. Constitution Week, and it is September 12th through September 18th up in beautiful Grand Lake, Colorado, and they have speakers um, each day and uh, all kinds of events. On Thursday at 11 a.m., Captain Charles C.M. Wood and Captain L. Laddie Coburn, both the retired United United States Navy are going to be talking about the Constitution, the warrior three o'clock in the afternoon. They will have their uh, trivia contest, and you can do that remotely uh, as well as being up there. And then 6 p.m. Ambassador Richard H. Jones will talk about what the Constitution means to a member of the deep state. That is going to be fascinating. You can get more information at Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week That's Grand U.S. Constitution Week We'll be right back with Andy Berger.
6: Hey everybody, Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S-Medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns.
4: That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, dot ncom Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at com as well. On the line with me is Andy Berger. She's the founder of Voices Against Trafficking. Uh, and uh, she has written two books, Voices Against Trafficking, The Strength of Many Voices Speaking Out as One, and A Fragile Threat of Hope, One Survivor's Quest to Rescue. And uh, she's a sought after speaker and frequent guest on radio and television regarding this issue of human trafficking. And uh, Andy, before we get into this, um, now that we have two hours and you were one of our very first guests for the, the two hours. Um, when we, we roll that out back in the springtime, uh, our last segment, we take calls. Does your schedule allow for you to stay on the line if people want to give you a call or call in and ask you any questions? Absolutely. Okay, great. Okay, um, Andy Berger. With COVID, uh, the veil has come off on some of this terrible curriculum uh, that our children are being taught. And, in fact... um, uh, there's a woman here in northern Colorado, Erin Lee, whose 12-year-old daughter was targeted in an after-school art program by a teacher. The the, the uh, young girl is uh, new at school, somewhat introvert, introverted. They invited her to art club, and art club was actually several hours of indoctrination for the LGBTQ plus agenda. And Erin uh, sprung into action. Uh, as a a mother, and she is actually um, using her voice. She's uh, become very courageous. Uh, She actually broke the story on our show, and then she has uh, done international shows as well. But this grooming of our children is, first of all, it's unbelievable. Parents need to understand it. But what's your thoughts about what is happening with this curriculum, Andy Berger?
15: Well, I'm I'm with you and many others on the grooming factor because here's the thing. Any agenda that seeks to steal the innocence, the rights away from any human being, especially a child, a vulnerable child, they can't vote, they can't drive, they can't make decisions, they're just trying to figure life out at, you know, four, five, six, seven years old and, and, and beyond, is, is grooming. It's the same thing that a predator does. They find a victim, they target a, a group even, uh, where they can exploit and then profit off of it? Because here's the thing. Why why weren't other issues being promoted as heavily as this, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago? Where's the Department of Education with an equally aggressive platform of anti-trafficking or, you know, uh, abuse prevention where are those programs why just this one thing so to to target children with an adult agenda that steals their innocence that steals their ability to make decisions about you know what they what they like i mean back in my day it was like well do i want to play with the dollar go roller skating or whatever right it didn't matter we got i got to choose because i was a kid well, you know, for the most part, so so that those were simple times. Now, everything's very complicated, and one, follow the money, two follow the organizations that are pushing so hard for this. And then the question, Kim, in my mind, is where are all the rest of the parents like Aaron, right? And if your child is is being approached to attend specific classes like art or dance or whatever, make the time to go with them, make the time to vet out who is running that and what material, what kind of art, what is their opinion of art, right? Because a shy person, they're going to be happy to get invited to something. That's just how it works. And
3: but the predators know, know that. They're
15: getting into. Yes, uh, yes, they do. They're very smart.
1: What's your thoughts about all of these uh, drag queen events? We, we've we seen them uh at, at uh, there was one that was scheduled for the denver botanic gardens which i think that ended up being canceled but there's been some at the um community recreation centers uh, i've i've seen some things on uh, some of the social media about little children pole dancing uh what's your thoughts about this i mean it's it's unbelievable to me but it's happening what's your thoughts on that
15: Well, I I agree. It's outrageous. And I think it's depraved because here again, we have adults that are pushing agenda and and coercing parents into a belief that, oh, you know, this is for their benefit. This is for their good. There's nothing good about taking choice away from any human, especially a little one. There's nothing good about pushing an agenda again. If you're an adult and you choose that, that's awesome. Go for it. Do whatever you as a legal adult want to do, but leave the children alone. Let the parents who actually birthed or adopted or fostered these kids do the parenting and not try to interfere with that. It's almost like trying to create your own little race of of humans that only believe one way.
1: Well, and then it's moving into this, um, and, and while we've talked about this school-based health clinics, we have, there's a movement uh, to have school-based health clinics. And then there's also this movement to uh, reduce the age that kids can consent to have a uh, It could be, uh, well, certain drugs uh, and reducing the age of consent on that. And um, I'm super concerned about what all that looks like, Andy Berger. Your thoughts?
15: Well, I don't have a lot of personal knowledge on that, but I do agree that, you know, lowering the age to have children or teens have access to more drugs i mean we're just we are absolutely destroying the future of our country Kim, let me just put it that way because now you're going to have kids that are confused about sexuality they're going to have uh Self-medication, education about how to get rid of the pain or or how to how to feel better about themselves when they're when they're just trying to grow. and They have hormones and they're doing all this stuff that you know kids, preteens, teens go through. And we already know that you know by age fourteen, teens have already sent or received uh, nude photos, and they're five times more likely to commit suicide. So we're overwhelming our children with very adult things, and nobody asks government to change. Them those rules right if you're a parent did you vote for that and and if you didn't why aren't you uh speaking up against it because our kids need to be protected we're willing to put stuff in a storage unit that's important to us and protect it we're willing to put up fences around playgrounds but we're not willing to take uh, a few moments to investigate what our children are receiving in terms of education or like you said health i mean back Back a few uh, decades ago, you had to have your parents sign off for you to go to sex education class in some schools. You had to have them involved. And now we have done everything to basically separate parenting from children. And how is that okay? Why? Why aren't there more people upset about that?
1: Well, I do think, and we we talk about this on a pretty regular basis. I think people are waking up. One of the silver linings to the whole COVID reaction was that the veil came off, or as I like to say now, the mask came off on a lot of things that had been happening from a curriculum standpoint. And uh, a friend of mine at Kane um, up in Northern Colorado, and he's the one that introduced me to Aaron Lee. Um, He is... um, founded a group called Task Force Freedom, and he is really encouraging parents to take their children out of these government-run public schools uh, because of this cloud of curriculum. And so parents, not all parents can do that. Uh, However, Christian Home Educators of Colorado, which is a a new sponsor of the show, uh, can give you a lot of information about options to homeschool your children, which I, I think is just just really great but i i think that parents community members grandparents we need to go to our local schools and we need to demand transparency on curriculum that is taught during the school hours as well as these after school programs i think that transparency would go a long way andy berger
15: I agree with that, and that's part of the issue. There's such a resistance by boards of education and principals and whatnot, but we also need to remember, uh, I, I get so many articles, I, I can't identify the, uh, the, the source I want to talk about, but basically 10% of students are actually sexually violated uh, or assaulted by educators in their schools, 10%. Okay, that's like too much, and why isn't that being addressed as well? And we know that, you know, one in five kids are contacted by predators online, but now they're being contacted because they have this uh, relationship in school and they should be protected. And so what you're saying is absolutely true. Transparency, betting out, has everyone in that school, including the custodian and the coach and whoever else is on property, have they had background checks done? And if not, why isn't the school doing that?
1: Well, and to that point on background checks, that is important, but there's also a mother's instinct as well. And a personal oh, experience, personal experience, um there was a teacher that was very popular and had um pizza parties uh, over at his house with students. And um I was invited to go. I wanted to go. All the other kids were going. And my mother said, absolutely not. And of course I thought she was really mean. But as I look back in, in the hindsight, uh, that was a very, very good thing that I didn't do that because if a teacher is having kids over for pizza parties or whatever, that is a sign that something nefarious could be going on. Uh, and so mothers need to to honor that gut instinct i'm glad my mother did and then i did uh, as well with uh, one of my kids coaches i just felt like something wasn't right and he had invited the uh, the whole team over to his place um for um pizza and they could watch movies and i said well i'm coming too and he never liked me but i i felt a mother's intuition and and maybe nothing was going on but i felt that i was i was going to come along as well and he did not like that andy
15: Absolutely. Well, and here's the thing. There are public places to do that. You can go to a pizza parlor if you want to do it. You're going to buy the pizza anyway if you're the teacher doing this, right? So why does it have to be his or her home? Why why are the parents not also included if they want to kind of thing? So, again, your mother was very smart, and you were very smart to follow that because that's great instinct, and you're right. I think most people in their gut know when they see something, something is not quite right, or maybe they sense something. There were a lot of people who felt that about me, but they didn't have the courage to speak up. They didn't feel like, well, we don't want to be wrong. We don't want to embarrass anybody. It's like, you know what, the risk of being wrong over saving a child, you know, from from dire uh you know, harm is is way better than letting that child suffer for how many more years and then paying the price. So, so you're right. That instinct we have got to um, be a little bit more diligent as a whole community because parents work very hard. You got single parents. You got uh, you know two parent families. You have grandparents raising kids again. You have foster parents. All these kind of different uh, parental positions, and they need the support too. So we need to, I, I think as a community, like you said, use our instincts and be more active. That's one of the reasons we put helplines and hotlines on our site, com. If people put those numbers in their phone and they sense that there's something going on, they can call those numbers safely, securely. No one's going to judge them, but the information will at least be handled by somebody trained to deal with it.
1: And that's VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com. dot com, and trafficking is T R A F F I C K I N G, right? Yes. Okay. VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com. This is Andy Berger. She's going to stay on through our call-in period, and so you can a- ask her questions. You can also comment on uh, what, whatever's on your radar. We've talked a lot about a lot of different things on the, both Hour 1 and Hour 2. 303-477-5600 is the number. 303-477-5600 is the number. Uh, before we go to break, the the um, nonprofit that I'm, I'm working with uh, regarding remodeling the Marine Memorial out at Sixth and Colfax is the U.S. USMCMemorialFoundation.org, and um, my friends, when we when we think about our freedom, and we are, I think we're at an ideological Normandy right now. But we need to honor those that have put their lives on the line for our freedom. And a great way to do that is to help with the remodel with the USMCMemorialFoundation.org. You can uh, donate right there. That again, that is USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Andy Berger.
9: Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303 880 8881 for a no cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303 880 8881.
13: Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government run schools? are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government run public schools have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start christian home educators of colorado or check has answers you can homeschool go to check.org start kim munson highly recommends christian home educators of colorado Reclaim your child's education by going to checorg slash start today.
4: No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Go to kimmonson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at kimmonson.com. That's M O N S O N.com.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. And I uh, also want to mention Hooters Restaurants. They're a great sponsor of both of the shows. Uh, and they have five locations. That's Loveland, Aurora, Westminster, Lone Tree, and Colorado Springs. And um, it's a, a story about freedom and free markets and capitalism, uh, how we ended up becoming a uh, Business partner. So check that out at my website. And also, I just wanted to give the highlights regarding U.S. Constitution Week, which is September 12th through September 18th in beautiful Grand Lake, Colorado. And on Friday the 16th, their 11 a.m. presentation will be Jay Bowen on what makes our constitutional republic unique in history. And then 6 p.m., Helen Raleigh. And she's a recent, or she's a recently was on the show, uh, and on the show pretty regularly. She is an immigrant from China and uh, has written uh, nationally. And she's going to talk about how to protect our republic from becoming a Marxist tyranny like China. And then on Saturday, the 17th, there will be the uh, dedication of Veterans Memorial Park, 1030 a.m. flyover by the Air Force, 1030 parade. And <clears throat> 1130 will be the uh, main event, which I get to MC. And the speaker is Frank Donatelli, remembering President Reagan's speech on the 200th anniversary of the Constitution. 2 p.m. dot uh, we will give a concert in the park. 830, the fireworks. And the next morning, Sunday, the 18th, there will be a worship service and testimonial by Stephen Watts with dot Cerro. Get all that information at Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week dot com. And on the line with me is Andy Berger. She is the founder of Voices Against Trafficking. And Johnny in Denver, uh, what's on your radar? Welcome. What's on your radar? Okay. I want to talk
16: about like how the people are are groomed to see girls and women like this uh, in a disrespectful way. I was married, and uh, my brother-in-law, he had got a divorce, and he had two boys. And he kept calling their mother all these names. And I kept saying, Whatever's between you and her shouldn't go to them. And I kept telling him, and eventually his sons grew up to be disrespectful towards women. But he wouldn't listen to me. And I think this is how the, the, some guys can unsuspectingly groom their sons to become disrespectful. Then they join these organizations that, that traffic people, and it goes from there because they were programmed... To think women are bad. My mother was bad. And men, if you divorce,
1: really watch the words that you say to your children. I, I agree with you, Johnny. Even if there is a divorce, I, I think the respect of um, the woman that, that uh, is the mother of your children, I think that that's very important. Andy Berger, what's your comments on that?
15: Well, I would agree that yes, patterning, like this gentleman just described, absolutely has an impact on on uh, the children in that situation who grow up, and then they they replicate what they grew up with. It's just like uh, there are times where if you've been abused, you may also become an abuser if you don't have help or you don't, you know, know anything different. But the other part of it too is that. All the stimulation, uh, you know, the cuties movie from Netflix that that showed pictures of young girls gyrating and doing all this stuff at eight, nine, ten years old in sexy outfits. We have all of this imagery, and and men, women alike, they're, they're, they can watch this any time of day. Children, teenagers, uh, we know they're on the internet um, all the time. So we have allowed all of this influx of disrespect, as this gentleman said. Uh, for uh, the sanctity of being a girl or being a boy or whatever. But again, yes, um, that is part of it. The other part of it is just
1: pure greed and depravity. Okay, Johnny in Denver, thank you so much. Mark in Black Forest, what's on your radar?
10: Good morning. Um, Thank you, Andy, for um, telling us some of the telltale signs um, that someone's um, being abused. Um, I wanted to ask um, these hotlines um, that are established, um, what happens if someone calls the hotline? What happens next?
15: Well, what happens is, uh, let's say you're calling the... Uh, child abuse hotline because you suspect or you know that there's abuse going on but you're not sure what to do. So like the National Child Abuse Hotline we have listed you would call and someone who is trained to take information will either give you uh, the next step on what to do in your area if that's where it's happening uh, or wherever you suspect it's happening or know it's happening and they will help you get whatever you need whether it's counseling or law enforcement things like that same with Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Those folks are trained to help talk to someone who might be thinking about it, who's trying to, you know, take their life or who's on the edge. They will just take the next step with professional professionalism and compassion. So that's what those helplines, there's a national runaway switchboard line as well, alcohol and drug helplines. So our goal is to provide all of these things because especially when someone's been abused or they're in a situation uh, that's very painful, uh, whether it's trafficking or maybe they've had a sexual assault or, or maybe they're uh, still trapped in an abusive relationship, we want them to have all these options to get help before they do something permanent
10: um have you have, <clears throat> go ahead mark have you um I was just wondering um it seems like a very delicate situation and there there's the opportunity for um misuse of these hotlines you know for people just to get get at each other kind of like the red flag law with with guns i mean those those can be um misused as well um is there have you seen any misuse of these hotlines um Especially you know, between estranged um, uh, wife and, and husband, just just for spiteful reasons to get back at each other.
1: That's a good question, uh, first, Andy. I,
15: I do agree. Yeah, I do agree that they can be misused like anything, any tool out there. Uh, I do not personally know events happening with these particular hotlines at this time, uh, but that doesn't mean it, it doesn't. When I was in law, I, I do definitely recall some cases where out of spite you know one spouse uh, would would claim something against another spouse which is vicious and horrible uh, sometimes a child would claim something because they wanted to get back at their parents or they wanted to get out of that home for whatever reason so that does happen unfortunately and all we can do is our
3: very best
1: okay mark thank you so much and daisy and denver what's on your radar
3: Oh, hi! Yeah, I really appreciate what your guest is saying, but there is another side, and I want to tell what happened to me when you call these hotlines and suicide lines, you are dealing directly with the government, and my neighbors called a s c because it was a hundred degrees, and i 'm a senior. And it ruined my life. They come to your house. They go through it. If you won't answer the door, they call the police. The police come in and go through your house. It took me six months to get out of dealing with the government because a kindly neighbor called one of these hotlines. So people need to think really hard before they turn someone into the government.
1: So, Daisy, was your neighbors concerned about you? Is that why they did that?
3: Yes, I'm a senior, and it was hot, and I, they just wanted someone to check on me. I don't know why they didn't just call me.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, Daisy, thank you. We're just about out of time, so that this is important. Uh, Voices Against Trafficking is not a government-run hotline, correct, Andy? That's
15: correct. We're a nonprofit, uh, public nonprofit, so we're not uh, engaged. We're not supported by the government.
1: Okay, um, I have one minute left, and I just want to ask you, because Hooters restaurants, and it's a long story how they became sponsors of my show, but I, I want to acknowledge kind of the healthy thing about men, women, uh, appreciating beautiful women. And there's, a, I mean, there not there a healthy way as well, uh, Andy Berger, and we're probably going to have to have you back on because we only have about now 40 seconds left, but what would you say to that, Andy Berger? Uh-huh.
15: Yes, there is a healthy way for men and women to look at beautiful other people and not, you know, get into trouble or not be um, depraved or whatever. There are ways to do that. Uh, we probably do need to have <laughs> show on that. But but um, at this point, everyone should respect the person next to them, in front of them, behind them. There should never be a call to to invade that person's face or that that person's um, well-being. Let's put it oh that for now.
1: Okay. Well, we will uh, we'll get that scheduled, to Andy Berger. And again, that's VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you.
15: Oh, likewise. Thanks for having me, and thanks to all your listeners and callers.
1: Okay. Our quote for the end of the show is from Viktor Frankl. He said, "Decisions, not conditions, determine what a man is." So. So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.